Good morning. Thank you, Morris. Lynn calls these uh, sermonettes, so this is your second sermonette. So, um, we uh, I appreciate the time to to be here and speak this morning. Um, as I was thinking about what to speak um, about, uh, I, I kind of have a weird job with a school district uh, dealing with curriculum. It's kind of hard to explain, but one of the cool things about my job is I get to go around to different school sites. Um, and kind of see what's going on. And on Friday, as uh, Doug alluded to, uh, we, many of our sites celebrated Veterans Day. And so happy late Veterans Day to any of our veterans out there. Um, and one of the speakers that uh, came and spoke, um, he talked about legacy. He talked about um, what he wanted his legacy to be, um, how his service, his sacrifice to our country uh, was to provide something for people he had never met uh, but to provide a secure place where they could live their lives. And he said that's what he wanted his legacy to be. Um, so that got me thinking about uh, what do we want our legacy uh, to be? What do you want your legacy to be? What do we want uh, this church's legacy to be? Uh, legacy, the definition, something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. And so I know that something, um, you know, our Christian legacy, I, I know we don't like to, sometimes it's hard to think about those things. Sometimes it's just hard getting through the day, right? Or the next day, or the, it's hard to think about the next week, the next year. Um, but what will our legacy be as we seek to spread and live the gospel of Jesus Christ? Um, it's something that I think we think we have to think about. I think it's something that Jesus thought about. Um, as he literally died uh, for us, for the forgiveness of sins. I think his disciples um, had to think about that, about spreading on the word, literally um, in many, you know, dying to make sure that that legacy lived on. I think the Christians before us live lives so that we can be here today, right? They left behind their Christian walk as a legacy for us. Matthew 6, 20 through 21 reads, But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so, um, as you think about where your heart is, um, where are we storing up our treasure as we're looking forward to the future? So I want to start uh, with uh, today, what is our Christian legacy with our own children? Um, I know this is something that I know I share with many of you, uh, with children or maybe your grandkids, nieces, nephews. Um, I have a, a child that is knocking on the door to middle school, and I've worked with middle schoolers all my life, but I've never lived with one. And so um, I'm a little terrified on that, but you know, that's kind of, no offense middle schoolers, that's when you start getting a little weird. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, how can I ensure um, that she comes out on the other side okay, right, in her Christian walk. Uh, we desire for our children to grow up in the church, uh, to continue to be faithful when they leave the home. It's something we think about, we pray about, we dream about, right? I have other hopes and dreams for my kids, but that's at the top of the list. Proverbs 22.6 reads, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. So how do we want our kids to act? Um, 
How do we want them to treat others? How, how do we want them to deal with situations when maybe things don't go their way? How do we, uh, how do we make sure that they're humble when things do go their way? How do we want them to treat others? Um, these are things we as adults, right, we have to model to them, to train them, to leave behind a Christ-like legacy uh, for our kids. Um, I was very fortunate to have both sides of grandparents who had faithful children. Um, and I know that's not everyone's story here, but I, I do feel fortunate. I know some of you share that. Um, and so I hope to continue their legacy through me to my children and hopefully one day to their children. Lynn read a little bit of, of Deuteronomy um, 6, 4 through 10. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when, <clears throat> sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, right? The, the same sentiment applies today, right? As we reflect Christ and how we parent, I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent. Ryan and Tammy will tell you that. But, right, so that's something that I need to improve upon, right? In how we teach, in how we model behaviors to those children who are counting on us to do so. And then also, what's our legacy to those in the pews next to us, right? What's our legacy to, to those around us? How are we ministering to each other, right? This is our family, right? This is... Those sitting next to us, we all share in that amazing promise that we have through Christ. So what kind of legacy are we leaving for those who are being influenced by your actions as we live this life together as a family here at Wilshire? 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 13 reads, The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though it's, it, all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. And jumping down to verse 27, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And, you know, we can't kid ourselves, right? We all are watching each other for how to um, walk, how to, how to go through this Christian walk. We're all looking to each other of how we're supposed to live. Who else should we look to, right? Who else should we, how are we going to know how to do this, this Christian walk without each other? Um, our young kids are looking to our, toward our youth group on how to act, which is a little scary sometimes, but right? So they're looking, they're looking forward to that. Uh, we have used many of you as an example in our high school classes over the years. It's good things, good illustrations, but of, you know, people in this church who are living lives that we want to make sure and and talk to our high schools about high schoolers about. We have couples with young children who are looking to couples with older children. How do, how do we help our kids uh, for with the, our Christian walk? We have uh, young men and women are looking to us adults um, as how to walk our Christian walk. We're looking to each other. How to how do we teach classes? How do we disagree appropriately? How do we study the Bible? How do we minister those to those who have lost a loved one? Um, I look to our song leaders, to song leading, which I'm too scared to do it. Maybe one day, we'll see. But, you know, they're modeling how, how to lead songs for, for, for others. 
We look to others how to serve the community. How do we pray? How do we lead? How do we get through tough times, right? We're all helping each other because we're passing on that Christian legacy. And so this morning, you know, our first, are we passing down these behaviors, these teachings, these necessities to others? And then also, are we listening? Are we watching? Are we valuing our fellow brothers and sisters in this room and accepting their Christ-like legacy that they're passing down to strengthen our walk? And then finally, what's our biblical legacy for those in the pews in the future, those that aren't here today? Uh, I was reading an article, the writer writes, biblical saints saw themselves as branches on a tree whose roots stretch farther than memory and whose limbs would keep growing long after they were gone. They walked self-consciously in the land between our fathers and the children yet unborn. And at their best, they lived to pass on the godly legacy of their parents to descendants they would never meet. Uh, I've been attending here at Wilshire probably almost 20 years now, uh, which is crazy. Um, and so I could think of uh, people that, that are, are, no, are no longer with us that have impacted even those of you that maybe don't know them. Uh, I think of Walter and Ruth Bryan, Jonathan, or, uh, 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 Dr. Thompson. Um, I think of uh, Chuck Nesbaum. I think of all these people who maybe you don't know, um, but they lived a walk and a legacy that they're still impacting this church today. Um, who will, be, who will we be sitting to uh, next to next Sunday or two Sundays from now or 20 years from now? So we have to live our lives, our legacy to pass on to those that maybe we don't even know. We as God's people, we have to remember that our actions, our commitment, the lessons that we pass down, they can have an impact. They can have a lasting impact. Um, you know, I doubt my great-great-grandmother 100 years ago sitting in church probably thought that her legacy would still live on today. And so, but it, it does. In the same way, we have to think about what, what will be in the, in the future for us. Um, as we walk this walk, we have to think about how do we talk to people in our daily lives? How do we treat that server in a restaurant who gets your order wrong? How do we treat... Uh, our social media platforms? How do we serve the community? How do we share the gospel with a friend? How do we treat those that maybe they don't, they don't come here, but they drop their kids off for VBS, right? That could impact their lives and plant that seed for the future. So we never know the little things that we do, how they could end up impacting those, could lead to more folks in our pews could lead to more folks being saved. First uh, Peter chapter 2, 21 through 25 reads, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed for you were going astray like sheep, but now you've returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. So what is your legacy? What's your legacy with your own kids? What's your legacy for those that are sitting next to us in the pews? What's your legacy for those who 
might be in these pews in the future. And I, I get it. Sometimes it's easy to be disconnected. It's easy to get our priorities out of whack. It's easy to get derailed by other things. But we can't forget that our number one priority is passing on that legacy. Um, so as we close this morning, this morning, I just ask, how are you doing? How is your legacy? Um, is it a legacy that Christ would be proud of? And the good news is, right, it's never too late. We can always improve. Um, I know I can improve. Uh, I can improve my parenting. I know I can improve with mentoring our fellow brothers, brothers and sisters in the pews next to us. I know we all can improve in being that type of Christian who demonstrates Christ to others. So this morning, maybe you need the prayers of this congregation to help you with your walk, uh, with your Christ-like legacy. Or maybe you've decided this morning that it's time for you to put on Jesus Christ and baptism. So whatever your need is, please come as we stand and as we sing.